You're listening to the podcast of The Branch in Ashland, Virginia. How do you show gratitude to those around you? Did you know that showing gratitude is not only healthy for those to whom you show it, but healthy for you as well? The Apostle Paul shows us how to display gratitude well in his letter to the Philippians. As we read what he said and how he showed his gratitude for them, we can adopt his practice to show gratitude to those around us as well. You know, as we enter into the holiday season, with Thanksgiving knocking at the door here, um, we may be thinking about uh, what we're going to do to stay healthy during holiday season. We may be thinking about what we're going to do afterwards um, to, to get healthier. Uh, I know gym memberships generally have a, a way of going up uh, at, at around the first of the year uh, as well. And how are we going to make adjustments throughout the holidays to make sure that we're doing our best to stay healthy. Well, if, if we're looking to be healthy and we're not just thinking about our physical health, but we're also considering you know, our mental and spiritual and emotional health, we may think about gratitude. That part of how we can stay healthy and, and whole is when we express gratitude. Science has shown that when we practice gratitude, our brains release serotonin and dopamine, which are the two feel-good chemicals in our bodies that affect our mood, our motivation, and our willpower. And that if we consistently practice gratitude, then uh, it can actually train our, pa- our brains along neural pathways so that we will more often not focus on things that are going well rather than focusing on things that aren't. I'm not saying that we hide and live in this, you know, tower forgetting all the bad things. Tendency can my tendency at least I know can be to focus on some of those negative things, but we can train our brains with gratitude to focus on some of the good things that are happening. And so as we enter into the Advent season in a couple of weeks, the season where we prepare our hearts for receiving Jesus Christ as as He came to this earth, um, we pause just this week and next week to consider gratitude and consider what that looks like uh, for us. If, If you are one of those people who, I, you know, once upon a time, I was telling somebody this story recently that uh, when I was in my 20s, I was not in a good place during this season, and friends gave me a stuffed Grinch um, to tell me how I was acting during that time. So uh, we may excuse ourselves if we say, well, I have, uh, you know what, that's not my natural inclination to, to show gratitude, but uh, just like if we go to the gym and we know that we're weak in a certain area, we want to make sure that we build up that area, we may have to focus on gratitude as well. We don't get a pass just because we say, this isn't how I naturally work. Gratitude doesn't just naturally pour out of me. Part of our spiritual formation and being shaped into the image that God created us in is to exercise those muscles. That you know, Like Paul said, that when I am weak, He is strong. That we rest in God, but we also say, hey, how can I grow in this area. Kevin Cruz, who is the founder and CEO of the Leader 
leadership organization, LeadX, he wrote this, but just because your gratitude muscle is weak doesn't mean you shouldn't exercise it. It takes time and intentionality, but the benefits of regularly reflecting on what you're grateful for is worth the investment. One thing that we have to constantly remember as we follow Jesus is that He calls us out of our comfort zones. He calls us to step into those places where we may not feel like we have the strength. We may not feel like we've got the gifting to be able to, to live into that, but um, we let Him in our weakness show His strength. If we're exercising our gratitude muscle, how can we intentionally find ways to be grateful to those people around us? The Apostle Paul takes a moment to show gratitude in his letter to the early church in Philippi. And so if you have a Bible, you can turn with me to Philippians 1. It's on the screen as well. And this is what Paul says as he writes to that early church. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It's right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. you imagine being the recipient of a letter like that? You know, what, some of what Paul says in those words are exactly what we're talking about in terms of gratitude. And I wonder, who do you have in your life who would write a letter like that to you? Who do you have in your life who, who prays for you and who you pray for regularly? That when, and when they pray for you, they don't say, they're not doing like one of those pray for them. Bless, bless their heart, God, right? We know what that means. Or are we saying, God, thank you. I pray with joy and gratitude for this person. When we pray, do we thank God every time that we remember them? In his prayers, Paul was led to gratitude and he thought of these people and he was grateful. That kind of gratitude may not be one that comes naturally or overnight, but are we working towards it? Are we working towards that gratitude, looking at the people that God has surrounded us with are we allowing the holy spirit to birth that within us and are we beginning to look at the people that god has placed around us with gratitude and thanks not just in our hearts but how are we demonstrating and speaking that to others how are we outwardly expressing our gratitude towards one another and over the course of the Advent season, we'll focus on the, the four main themes of Advent, which are hope and peace and joy and love. And Paul mentions joy here, that he always prays with joy because of this church, because of their consistent partnership in the Gospel. And the word that Paul uses here is koinonia, the Greek word, which means partnership, it means fellowship, it means communion, but it's not just a casual thing either, this koinonia. It's connecting. 
And so those of you who have walked through your strengths with me before and have the strength of connectedness, that idea that you love to see people connecting with one another. You love to see the dots connecting. That idea of how you are connecting with other people um, and that you want to do more than just say hello to someone. You want to feel like there's something between you. There's, and Paul uses the word koinonia. That's the fellowship, the connection, the communion that you have with somebody else. Somebody that you've invested in. Remember, Paul invested his time and his life in all these people. He is writing this letter in Philippians from prison, and he was put there because of what he has done in in bringing this message and connecting to these people. Paul's saying to them that the love that he's sharing with them, which he's received from God, is now being spread to others through the Philippians, and that's his prayer. That they would show that gratitude. That the gratitude He's sharing with them that He has for them is also gratitude that they would have. I was thinking it's like, it's like a love train. It doesn't stop, right? It's like that gratitude train that you pass it on and then someone passes it on to somebody else. And then it keeps going down the tracks, spreading to other people. And I wonder, are we those types of people? Are we the type of people who will spread that gratitude to others? And conversely, are we the type of people that cause others to be grateful and to practice gratitude? You know, when people pray for us, are they saying, thank you, Lord? Are they saying, bless his heart? (laughs) You know, are they saying, wow, I'm so grateful that God brought you into my life. I'm so grateful and I'm filled with joy because of that. Are we experiencing that koinonia with one another? Again, this doesn't mean that we're fake. It doesn't mean that we hold back the hard things. You know, one of the things that God is building, we're real with one another. I mean, we were sharing earlier some stories that I appreciated because I'm like, oh, I feel so much better knowing that um, we all have our issues, right? And that we're still allowed to share those things, those places where God is really moving and working and building and growing us. But we're also hopefully helping to evoke joy from other people. What do we evoke from other people? Are they grateful for us? To me, there's nothing that reminds us of the importance of being thankful for someone other than a loss. When you lose someone, it's like again, and you say, oh, man, I need to make sure that I'm being expressing my gratitude. I, I need to make sure that nothing is left unsaid. And are we asking ourselves on a daily basis, have I expressed enough to the people around me my gratitude for them? And have I acted in such a way that when they come to the end of their day, they say, oh, I'm so grateful for this person. Yeah, a few years ago, I came to that realization that 
And this happens a lot with me. A lot of stuff happens in my head. There's a lot of conversations going around up there. And I don't always express that outwardly. And I realized that a lot of my gratitude, a lot of my thanksgiving was happening up here, but I was never expressing it to the people who I was really feeling it for. And so I, I started trying to, you know, it's like going to the mental, emotional gym and lifting. The moment that God put something in my head about gratitude, that I needed to be grateful for someone, I needed to send a text pick up the phone and, and make a phone call. I needed to send an email or, or send a, a little note or a card just saying, hey, thank you. I, I just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you and I was really grateful for what you did. Those kinds of things, I mean, I've got, because I, I also get the other kind of letters too in my life too, I love to keep those kinds of notes because those kind of notes are the ones that build you up. They encourage you. And you go back to them and you're like, wow, somebody actually cared enough to say thank you and to express their gratitude. You know, how are we expressing our gratitude with one another? Are we seeing it and then saying it? Are we seeing it and texting it or writing it in some way? And making sure that the thoughts aren't just things that kind of bobble around here, but that we actually express that to other people. Are we writing notes or making phone calls? And Paul's not just talking about a gratitude that's part of a, our annual rhythm. I mean, you know, we're not going to say, oh, it's the time of Thanksgiving, so everybody be thankful. Hopefully, it's something that happens all year long. I mean, Paul, Paul and the Philippians didn't even celebrate Thanksgiving, right? So, so their Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving and gratitude that Paul is talking about here is something that should be happening all year long. It should be in our DNA. It should be coming out of us, expressing that gratitude. And as Paul thinks about this early church, one of the things that I think helps him to be grateful for them is what he ends up writing in verse 6. And he reminds them, he reminds himself that God began a work in them. And God will be faithful to complete that work. I don't know about you, but when I know that I'm a work in progress and that you are a work in progress, it helps me immeasurably more than it would if I didn't think about that at all. When I realize that we are all parts, uh, or we are all works in progress, that God is, is doing a work in us and His promise is here, He will be faithful to complete that work in us. That makes me feel much more grateful. And we can be grateful for the process and grateful that God might use us in the process just like He uses others in our process. That part of our gratitude is that they're not, you're not, we're not complete, but neither am I. That God is working on that. And my hope and prayer for us all is that people will express their gratitude to us and tell us that they see more Jesus in us today than they did yesterday. You know, ultimately, that's as disciples of Jesus Christ, that's what we want to see. We want people to say, hey, you know what? I noticed something that I didn't notice in you before, and it's something that I'm grateful for. I, I notice a little bit more Jesus in you today than I did yesterday. That's 
what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And Paul was grateful because the church in Philippi had partnered with him in the gospel. We say around here at the branch that partnership is key. We wouldn't be able to do what we do if it weren't for partnership. People partnering in prayer. People partnering in the giving of their time and their talents and their treasures as well. We need each person who partners with us. And when we think about what God has done and is doing, we're grateful that we get to do this work together. A lot of my gratitude pours out of that. That I'm not doing this work alone, but we are doing this work. One of the values that we have at the branch is that ministry, service, and mission aren't reserved for the people who are paid to do it. That all of us as disciples of Jesus are called into the work and the service and the ministry. That we need to be part of that. You you don't get the chance to sit on the bench disciple of Jesus. You don't get to say, you know, put me in coach, put me in coach. And if you feel like you are saying put me in coach and nobody's listening, then then reach out to me and and say, hey, I I feel like I want to get into the game, but, but I can't because I just don't know how or I don't know what or whatever. There are no second string Christians. And I don't want us to be a community of, of second-string Christians who say, hey, I'm cheering on everybody who's down there on the field, but I'm just going to sit in my blessed assurance, as I say, um, right here on the, on, the, on the seat. No, no one gets a pass. And when we operate as a church, not as a place, but as a people, and we live into the calling that God has given us as a church, we begin to do more than just pass each other on Sundays. We begin to experience that koinonia that Paul writes about. That connection, that community, that togetherness. We deeply invest in one another's lives and we care deeply for one another. Again, one of my greatest joys is when somebody emails me or, or texts me something that happened to connect you all with one another. I had one of those texts this week, and I just, I just smiled. And I thought to myself, this is koinonia. This is connecting with one another. This is how our gratitude is expressed with one another when we begin to see this really out, flowing out of us. And as we show and express our gratitude with one another, as we connect with one another, bear witness the living Lord Jesus Christ. That as we express this gratitude, not only is it good for our health emotionally and whatnot, but we're also, we are proclaiming Jesus Christ as we do this. Because we're displaying the fruit of righteousness that Paul talks about here. That we begin to see evidence that this isn't just something we talk about, but it's something that we are. How does this fruit come? It comes through Jesus Christ and ultimately, He's the one who gets the glory for it. You know, We don't express gratitude and go, hey, look, look, I just expressed gratitude. Good for me. Wow, no. We say, I'm expressing gratitude for who you are because God has blessed me with you in my life. What does that look like? 
when we begin to look at the people around us and say, I'm thankful that you're here and I'm thankful that God gave you to me. To steward you, to, to be with you, to grow with you, to grow from you in this time. And as we display our gratitude for and in one another, we display Jesus Christ to the world and we create a culture of gratitude and thanksgiving that others might not see and take notice. That's one of the things that I feel like the church has to rise up in, especially over this next year. As soon as the calendar turns 2024, some of us are anticipating that it's an election year. And man, if there is ever an opportunity for the church of Jesus Christ to stand up and talk about gratitude and remind us that we're created in the image of God, it's during an election year where we can express gratitude even when we don't agree with one another. And we can let people know that, hey, we may not see things the same, but I'm still grateful for you. I still love you and I'm still grateful to God that He allowed you to be in my life. And so, what do we do with all this? Ask yourself, how are you showing gratitude to those around you? One of the reasons why it's important to me is because it helps me to realize how people need to be loved and heard and seen and treated. It's like if anyone's ever gone to the five love languages, right? When you know that somebody's love language is words of encouragement or time or, um, or you know, gifts or physical touch. And if, when we know that, we can express gratitude in a way that's meaningful to other people. So how are we showing gratitude to those around us? Are we doing it in a way that just kind of fills our cup? Or are we doing it in a way that fills their cup as well? And then how are you invested? How invested are you in community? And I'm not just talking about community at the branch. All of us are part of community. Where we live, where we work, where we go to school, here, where we worship. How are we investing in the community? How are we letting God see koinonia come through us? And are we experiencing that koinonia? Are we experiencing that community and connectedness? And then finally, how are you displaying the fruit of righteousness and gratitude? The only way that we can do this the way that God calls us to is through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. I would not be a grateful person if it weren't for the work of the Holy Spirit in me. And so if, if you see something that's good, that's, that's probably God. If you see something that's not, it's probably me. And so how are we displaying the fruit of righteousness in gratitude to those around us? Through the Holy Spirit, God will grow this fruit in you and in me, and it may take time. Remember what Paul wrote to the church, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. We get to be part of the completion of each other's work. Together, in community, in koinonia with one another, God can use us to help shape and form others just as He can help others shape and form us. Let's pray. God, the model of 
the church, we don't always get right. We sometimes miss it. I don't always express my gratitude the way that I need to. And so, Father, I just pray that, God, You will give us the strength. You will give us the power. God, in our weakness, You will be strong. You will equip us with what we need to do what You call us to. And that, God, we would be a grateful community that would express that koinonia not just with one another, but with others around us. And that ultimately, God, we would be pointing the way to You. That as we express our gratitude to You and to one another, that God, people would see Jesus in us more and more every day. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you the kind of person for whom others are grateful? Do you keep your gratitude to yourself or do you let others know how grateful that you are for them? As the Holy Spirit does His work in us, we and those around us will see His fruit displayed in our lives. May the fruit of gratitude be on full display in us to the praise and glory of God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at thebranchashland at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, give us a review, and share with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. See you next time.